0: Hey guys, uh, today's guest, uh, Julie Mintz, they say she's Moby's muse. You know Moby, DJ singer. Bet you're wondering how that happened, because I sure am. And I'm also going to talk to her about her album, Gothic Americana Musical Fantasy, and how she was almost Dr. Julie Mintz. Coming up. (laughs) Guys, it's me, Your Yunta, Lisa Stanley, and on today's episode of What Goes On Around Here, we dive into the life of American alternative singer, songwriter, musician, and actress Julie Mintz. Interesting story: how she went from the music guy Moby's muse and backup singer to this. Hi, Julie. Welcome to What Goes On Around
1: Here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh,
0: my pleasure. So let's start off telling people, because I'm not going to lie, I did not know who you were until I went online and read all about you and then realized you're like part of this crazy cult world of Moby, uh, the DJ singer Moby, who I'm also going to level to you people. I did not really know who Moby was either, but apparently a lot of people do. So let's just get into who you are and tell the audience about Julie. You were born and raised in Texas, but you live in L.A. now, correct?
1: Yes, I was born and raised in Corpus Christi, Texas, um, but I've been in L.A. for a while making um, singer-songwriter music. And, uh, yeah, I did get hooked up with Moby, and I didn't really know that much about him either. (laughs) Yeah, like, I knew that he was an electronic music artist, and I started singing backup for him. But I was kind of in the same boat, and then I realized that he, I mean, he's, like, the godfather of electronic music. He sure, what do they call that? EDM? Is that what they call that music? Yes, but I've since learned from him that that's, like, maybe kind of derogatory like they don't like to call it that I don't know Okay, I'm, so I'm not sure electronic music. I think that's better. OK, well, then I'll call it.
0: Um, tell us about your family and growing up. Did you always know that you were going to be a songwriter and a singer? Because I don't think so. I think somewhere along the way I read you were going to be a doctor.
1: Yes. My family is like much more academically oriented. My dad's a surgeon. My mom was a high school English teacher. So there was no way that they wanted me to be an artist when I grew up. And I mean, so what, how did that conversation go? I mean, the thing is, is like growing up, they really encouraged me. Like I played piano, I sang in choir. So they allowed me to be creative, but I don't think that they wanted me to do it But you did go to school to be a doctor. Yes, and so then, so... How far along did you get in the process? So um, in college, I majored in neuroscience and behavioral biology. Whoa. Yes, and then eventually I had to, t- I told my parents I'm not taking the MCAT
0: which is the medical uh yes to get to into the medical school.
1: Yes, and, and how did that go? Oh my god, my dad was like, "Well, why don't you just take it and that way even when you're like 30, you could still change your mind and go to medical school." And I was like, "I'm never going to medical school." And that's a
0: surgeon father, so he must have really felt yucky about
1: that. Yeah, they were bummed. Although, you know, they've since been out to LA and they've come to see me like sing at the Hollywood Bowl and See me sing on TV, so and there. I mean, I still think that my dad holds out hope that, like. When I'm 50, I'm going to become a doctor. Oh, dad, don't
0: hold your breath because blue may not be a good color on you.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm just thinking that's not a good idea. Do you have sisters and brothers? I do. I have three brothers and a sister. Any of them a doctor? The the fifth one, my very youngest baby brother is a doctor. Oh, thank goodness. I know, finally. So dad got a doctor. He got one. <laughs> I know, so he'll stop bugging me. Are
0: any of the others uh, siblings in the showbiz? Uh,
1: my sister's an actress. And what she is her name? Out here. Her name's Libby Mintz. And does she have a, a, a show she's on now? Or No, she um actually had a baby. Oh. So she's a mom right now, which is the best job ever, all I right. think. Yeah. But she's worked a lot, and it's so great that she lives out here, too. So Because all the rest of my family's still in Texas. Okay.
0: So here's what I want to know. You do
1: Gothic Americana, they
0: call it, yes? Yes. Okay. And somehow your uh I don't know maybe your influence I should say was Patsy Cline yeah how is that country and America how does that go together
1: well um well yeah because I grew up in a small town in Texas so like there was a lot of Patsy Cline Dolly Parton and Americana is very closely related to country is it like rockabilly Americana is like very roots, kind of, um, you know, country storytelling sort of music, like close to classic country. But why the gothic? The gothic is um, sort of the darker stories.
0: And so it's not dark enough that the dog dies, the wife leaves, the truck falls apart.
1: It's also, I, mean, I know, not, I know. I mean, that's pretty gothic. You have to add in like more heartbreak and like a lot of darker instrumentation. So I think you hear that in my music. Okay. Yeah, I know. All right. So how in the heck did you get
0: hooked up with Moby?
1: Um, so it's, Were you his neighbor? Is that what yes, it was? Yes. I was just going to say it's such an L.A. story. So right? I was just like banging it out like in L.A., you know, just playing my own little singer-songwriter shows. And um, I was living in Beachwood Canyon. And um, I was in this little rental house. And I lived across the street from... A huge castle in Beechwood Canyon. And um, one day I was, uh, I heard this, that somebody moved into the castle. It had been abandoned, and I lived in this little rental house. And so um, one day um, the, a guy was in my driveway trying to park in my driveway. And so I. What does Moby look like? Oh, okay. Oh, he's very um, distinctive looking. He's bald and he wears. Um, dark rimmed glasses. I think we saw
0: Moby at a concert with um, uh, D- Dave Navarro. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Right? For sure. Okay. Recently? So, yes. K Earth, yeah. the station that I work for, had a concert, an 80s concert, and. Um, I think Moby was with Dave Navarro in the front
1: row. And in fact, I have a picture of Moby and Dave Navarro now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, my gosh. Yes, that was definitely him because Moby and Dave are friends. Oh, my God. And that... I remember when they went on a man date. That was it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, so go ahead with your okay. description. <laughs> so, yes, that he, get, he gets mistaken sometimes for Michael Stipe. He always jokes that, like, any bald guy with glasses, people <laughs> confuse them. <laughs>
0: Okay, so you see this guy in the driveway. Okay,
1: oh, so but it wasn't Moby. So I go out to my driveway and there's this guy and he's like moving my trash cans and parking in my driveway. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? And he was like, oh my God, sorry. Um, There's a party across the street at your neighbor's and I'm trying to go and I couldn't find anywhere to park. Um, So he's
0: moving your trash cans to
1: park? In my driveway. And he's like, look if you let me park here, I'll take you to the party. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to go to the party. And he's like, no, 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 please come to the party. It's going to be really fun. I'm like, I don't know you. I don't know the guys throwing the party. I don't want to go. And he's like, just come, just come. So I'm like, okay, I'll go with you for five minutes. He was relentless. So I go to the party, and it turns out it's Moby's housewarming party because he had just moved into the castle. So that's how I first met my neighbor, Moby.
0: And how did you go from neighbor Moby to Moby's Muse?
1: So, well, that day he got my email and he was like, oh, you're my neighbor. And um, he invited me over the next day for tea. And he was like, oh, you're a singer songwriter. And we kind of bonded over music a little bit. And then and he was new to L.A. So he was kind of like looking to make a new band. And so pretty quickly after we became friendly, he was like, oh, I'm playing my new single on The Tonight Show, Um, Will you sing backup for me? What I know that was my. I even heard you sing. So when I would come (laughs) over for tea, he would have me. He would be like, "Oh, play me one of your new songs." So he would give me songwriting advice, which was amazing and really intimidating. By the way, Anthony. Get on the mic over here. Do you know who Moby is?
0: Yes. Oh, you do? Oh, See, yeah. Crystal, our other producer, she had no idea. And I honestly took me a minute to realize that I actually knew yeah,
1: that I have a picture
0: of Moby. But you you know who he is, yes, right? Yes, okay. Yes.
1: All right. I'm just making sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. And I mean, it was pretty intimidating to have him be like, oh, play me one of your new songs. And like, it was great to get feedback from him, but it was also like... You know, sometimes playing just for one person, like really intimately, can be more nerve-wracking than for a huge crowd where you can't see their faces. Oh, for sure. I understand that. And knowing, you know, me just being like I'd never made an album yet and knowing that this person was really successful. But you didn't even know who he was either, right? No, but like I knew that he had had a, a really big career and that he was very talented. I just didn't, you know, I grew up listening to country music, so... But so, yeah, so he'd heard me sing. And so then he asked me to sing backup for him on The Tonight Show, which I mean, can
0: you guys imagine?
1: It was the craziest. She
0: she moves next door to this guy, Moby. Moby brings her over uh, to his house for tea, listens to her songs
1: and then says, hey, want to come sing on The Tonight Show? I mean, who does that? It was the craziest email I've ever received.
0: And obviously your answer was yes.
1: Yes. And so tell us, how was that? That was amazing. I was so nervous. I mean, I was terrified. I didn't let him know. I acted very professional. But the whole experience is really like... Daunting. When, yeah, like the, when you do it... Now I've done a bunch of late night shows Wait, him. who was the host on The Tonight Show at the time you um, did it? That actually... It was when Jay Leno had briefly taken it back from Conan. Okay. Remember? Yes. Yes, So, so that was Jay Leno. But then we also... We've done Conan since then. But yeah, so it was Jay Leno. And I just didn't know what to expect. Like, it's really crazy. You're backstage or you're you're sort of like standing there waiting and then they count you in. And it's just like, three, two, one. And you just start playing the song. It happens. No rehearsal? Well, I mean, you do rehearse oh, earlier okay. in the day. But like, <laughs> when it's live, it's just so fast, you know? And is it true that you taught yourself how to play piano and guitar? Um, I actually grew up playing classical piano, and I took lessons all growing up. But then, yes, I just taught myself to play guitar Wow! as an adult. And you say you started to play
0: and you, gravi- you gravitated uh, toward these love songs, if you will, uh, because of heartache that you experienced, right?
1: For sure. I feel like all of my songwriting has just been very therapeutic. It was just like everything that I write about are just my personal experiences that I'm working out. Like heartbreak and struggling with relationships. That's what my whole album is about. The whole album is about that. Yes. Okay, but you were a cheerleader in high school. Yes, well, I grew up. That's a happy girl, because I was a cheerleader in high school. Don't they have any happy lyrics? <laughs> yes, you know, I feel like my my dark side didn't sort of come out until after. Until Mark- you worked
0: into a funeral home.
1: Yes, so I was a che- Well, I'm from Texas, so of course I was a cheerleader. It was very Friday Night Lights. But um, my after school job was working in a funeral home. So I would literally go. They let me come. What did you do there? Oh my gosh, so I drove the hearse. What? Yes. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Do you have to get a special license to drive it? No, I didn't. But are you supposed to? I mean, I don't know.
0: I actually don't know. I don't want to get anyone there. Did you pick the
1: dead people up? No. Sometimes there were there was a casket in the back, but that was not my job. I just I would just. It was a really big property, so I would drive it around. I mean, I also did office work in the funeral home, but. Sometimes I got to drive the hearse. But the best part was because they let me come after school. And so I would come straight from cheerleading practice. In your cheerleading outfit. Yes. And so I had this amazing red and white gingham cheerleading uniform. (laughs) And I was just driving the hearse. (laughs) Ah, Are there photos of that? Because we need photos. (laughs) I wish that there were.
0: Oh, man. So I think that's where the goth came from. I I totally
1: think that that's where my dark side started. I mean, I was always... Well, I guess if you're driving a hearse, your dark side would come out. I was always (laughs) so scared at work. I mean, the one thing I remember is the bathrooms were down the same hallway where the embalming rooms were. And I was always terrified. I mean, I would run so fast when I had to go to the bathroom. Oh, that's, that's just so creepy, isn't it, you guys?
0: Yeah. I mean, totally creepy. Yeah. I've heard, you know, a lot of people who've done makeup on the dead people, but they love it. Uh, I'd be like you. I'd run no. real
1: fast past any of them. I did not love it. I've, I mean, I'm still scared of the dark to this day. Do you write about
0: that experience? I know that it influenced the dark uh, part of your music, but do you write about those those incidences?
1: Um, I mean, I haven't written specifically about um, a funeral home, a funeral home, but I mean, a lot of my stuff is about like um, the fear of dying alone and all those kind of things, which I think comes back to like love relationships.
0: Speaking of which. Is it true that you were not just next door neighbors with Moby, but you were in a relationship with Moby?
1: Oh, Lisa, how did you find, where do you get your information? Well, you really know, you know, little researcher. known facts. Yeah. Yes. Tell us about it. So I will say that, so I worked with Moby for a long time, probably like a year and a half. I had been in his band. And then one day I just said to my friends, I was like, oh my God, I think I have a crush on Moby. It took like, a year and a half. It just like caught me by surprise because you know how like once you are really in close proximity with somebody and like you see how talented they are and like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I just like developed this crush and I felt like he had a crush on me, but I wasn't sure. And so then. So how did it work out? So we ended up dating not for very long. Um, but and, you were you able to maintain a friendship? Yes. And so what ended up happening was um, we dated briefly and now we're best friends. Well, I know. That worked out well too. I do it? actually, I have a special gift. I'm best friends with a lot of my exes. Like, I have three ex boyfriends that are my best friends.
0: Well, wait a second, though. That's kind of the opposite of how you're writing your songs. <laughs> how
1: are you best friends with them? No, but I don't have, but what I really want is a relationship. <laughs> it's like I'm good at being friends with my exes, but I just want a boyfriend. <laughs> me too. Well, well, let me give you all some advice get rid of the exes if you want want the new one <laughs> okay maybe that's my problem <laughs> but it's so funny because if I do get a new boyfriend he'll become friends with all the exes like it's not a threat
0: right well clearly <laughs> <laughs> clearly okay so now you and Moby relationship over yes. back to being best friends you've performed at the Hollywood Bowl with him
1: yes right I played at the Hollywood Bowl with him last that's year. huge oh my gosh it was incredible like the biggest life career milestone ever
0: And then you go out and make your own first full length album, which like we've been talking about is full of sad love songs Mm -hmm. like Sorrow Tree. Yes. Where you say no good signs come from happy
1: relationships. (laughs) They don't. (laughs) I mean, I feel like the best art comes from heartbreak. I I mean, that's that's how my what is Sorrow
0: Tree about?
1: Sorrow Tree is um, it's about pining for a lost love and um that's really like every song on the album the the current single is called want to feel wanted and that's about being in a relationship with someone that's not really emotionally available and so it says um it's like you're you're still reaching out for the person and saying i'm not broken hearted just want to feel wanted so you're kind of like tricking yourself into saying like okay, I'm gonna be fine. I'm gonna be fine. Let's try to be together, even though you're not available. And like, I'll play it cool. So I'm not broken. You're closing your eyes and you're ignoring the red flags. Yes, yeah. I explore every How's that angle. Out? <laughs> not great. Still single. <laughs>
0: I guess I guess that most love songs do come from heartbreak um but and, and of course because there's such a dark side to your writing you do write everything that you sing correct I do yes and are you performing anytime soon with Moby or have you just recently performed
1: yes um we just well I just had my album release show um which was amazing because I got to play all of these brand new songs for the first time for an audience. And then um, I just played at the Walt Disney Concert Hall Ooh. with Moby. Um, he played with the L.A. Philharmonic and Gustavo Dudamel. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. So
0: here's what I'm trying to understand. Anyone okay. else in this room, uh, chime in if they want. Um, how does a young girl, you're you're very young, uh, have so many sad experiences already in life?
1: I don't know if it's like... well. I mean enough to sing and to write about. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's LA or just dating in <laughs> it's LA. in um, it's dating. <laughs> oh my god, dating in 2018 is like the most tra- traumatizing experience.
0: I totally agree.
1: <laughs> I feel like I have I feel like I have dating PTSD. Me it's, too. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. It feel like feels like a, it too.
0: Well, it's... you two are young girls. What about you, Anthony? I mean, do you got any of this drama going on?
1: You know, I did. Okay. Um, probably from 2014 and up until this May but I I have a girlfriend. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. So it is. you it, it, can. It took me 4 years. So, so you had 4 years of trauma. You probably o- online dating. The, yeah. yeah, it was just it was So horrible. you could have written 4 years of sad songs probably. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, I was having fun with the young ladies, you know, but See, it's more fun for guys. That's, more fun that's for the guys. thing. It is. You know. The guys are loving it. Yeah. This is I have a theory. I think that it's like been turned upside down where like guys have so many options from online dating now that they're almost like the women like they are getting pursued now and it's totally turned true, right? turned yes. upside down like has. how like what the primitive how it was supposed to be how women are supposed to be pursued by men so it's all backwards like now. men are being courted pretty yes. much yes yeah. do you feel like that anthony yes that's so true <sighs> um i've I had so many options that i never had before in my life yeah with get online the hell dating. Out of here. <laughs> yeah. I wish you could all see our, all the women's faces right now. <laughs> Honestly, my, I got to scrape my jaw off the ground. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's
0: like that, is it? It's it like that. Yeah. Wow. And so, I'm an
1: older guy and I had options.
0: Well, you ain't that old. Oh but God. but I do want to say this. He's a good guy because he just told you all the options he had, but he chose one.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, see? most. Yes. So I that's chose, Most I chose, guys I chose one. We, yeah. We, we get along great. We have so much fun.
0: Did we you talk, meet her online?
1: I met her online. I actually met her on Tinder ah! out of all places. Isn't that nice. cool? Yes. Have you okay. tried Tinder or any of those? No, but I do an online one.
0: Well. <laughs> Which one? Come on. <laughs> Which oh one?
1: God. Share. It's
0: called Raya. Oh, I know Raya. You have to yeah. pay a lot of money for that one. And there's a lot of famous people on that one, right? There are, yes. Yeah. I know yeah. a, a couple of my friends are on that uh, on that dating site. But you can get really famous people And then you feel comfortable. Is that what it is?
1: Um, I mean, so actually one of my friends started that um, dating app so I didn't have to pay for it which is nice <laughs> oh, but it's it's not even necessarily that it's famous people but it's mostly like in people our, in, in, in the, the entertainment industry yes. and so it's nice and so I feel like a lot of people I end up having mutual friends with them so it's like a little less scary because you Crystal, feel because might be one for you yeah, I'll think about it <laughs> <laughs> but um but all of these experiences actually it also inspired the title of my album because I ended up um, I called it Abandon All Hope of Fruition which wow. I know is super dark. That's super dark. <laughs> but um, but I'll explain what it means because it's actually really, it's really hopeful, even though it's that it's abandon all hope of fruition. So when I was going through all of this and like just trying to find somebody and like so, so repeatedly heartbroken, I was reading this book called When Things Fall Apart and um, which is by the by this American um, Buddhist nun named Pema Shodron. I don't know if you're familiar no. with her. So um, there's a chapter in her book called "When Things" Are, called "Abandon All Hope of Fruition," and she basically says if you can let go of your hopes and desires for how things need to be in the future or should be. Yeah, like if you're just like, well, I need this. I'm like. Ugh, I really, I'll be happy when I have a boyfriend or when I'm married, and then everything will feel right and I can be happy. Then you'll be complete. Yes. Which you won't be. I know. That's what I know. <laughs> I feel like I will, but I know I won't. So no, you she's won't. like, let go of that expectation and just appreciate the things that you have now. Be. In the moment,
0: that's a really uh hard thing to do. It's so
1: hard. Anybody really that's is. right,
0: anybody that's present knows it's really hard to do that. Yeah. It's so
1: hard. And but the truth is, is like I I have so many great things. Ha- like you know, I've made an album. Like I have Moby helping me. And your like albums already dropped, right? Yes. Okay, great. Where can they get that album? um Spotify, iTunes, everywhere that anywhere music that music is streamed. Is sold. Yes. Okay, great. And um, yeah, like I have all these great things going on, and I'm like, why am I looking to the future? Is saying, oh, if I could just get this thing, then I'll be happy. And so that's called human nature. It is. So and that's all the things I write about. So I was like, "Okay, I think that this title would really encompass all the things I struggle with and be a good reminder to stop to to try to remember to stop struggling with that. It's impossible, but it's a good reminder. So
0: it is a very good reminder. Good luck with that.
1: (laughs) No, every day, every day I'm like, oh, this is what I this is what I called my album and I'm still working on that.
0: (laughs) Um, All right. So we know you've done. uh, Have you? Did I ask this? Have you done a duet with Moby? Um, I don't think so. No,
1: I don't think we've ever actually done Why haven't you gone into duet? the
0: studio and recorded a song together?
1: I mean, I've appeared on a lot of his albums just as female lead vocals, but I don't know that we've ever done one with the two of us. Well, I think you need to do that. Lisa, and I think, great idea. Right?
0: And I think you need to tell people what happens when you're the muse for Moby.
1: Okay. Well, it's pretty fun. He just put an album out this year and... Um, I have been in all the music videos for the songs that he's released so far. So And what about um the fans? Oh, okay. Well yes, it has its pluses and minuses. Well, um let's hear the minuses. They're so much more fun. <laughs> Moby Moby has um really wonderful fans that love him a lot. Overzealous, would you say? Yes. Some of his fans take it a little far. And one fan in particular um, became fixated on me and um, decided that we were meant to be together and that we were supposed to be married and live together. And he um, made his first trip from Portugal to the United States To my house to live with me. And um, he showed up at my house in the middle of the night with his suitcase to come live at my house with me. How'd that work out? Well, he was greeted by a SWAT team and an LAPD helicopter while I was locked in my closet on the phone with 911. Yeah. Okay, so this is a little
0: scary. It gets dark in every way. Yeah. I mean, that That was scary. scary. Yeah. So what so do you do? How scary. do you how do you stay safe now? I mean, by the way, I'm gonna post a picture of us, but I'm just looking at you. Does anyone else in this room see sis, a young sissy SpaceX? <gasps> From uh, not not the bloody scene in Carrie, but that's the other I scene. I <laughs> love in that. Carrie? That's
1: the dark side. <laughs> right. Let me, <laughs> let me let me back
0: let me back that up. Yeah, you look like the bloody scene. <laughs> <laughs> in Carrie. Does anyone not see sissy Spacek as spac?e It's because of girl? the freckles and like, it's like your the strawberry. coloring and your smile. She looks. 20 times better. Well, yeah. I love Sissy Spacek. She is, though, a, so take she is a prettier version. She's way prettier. But, but you do look, you have that similar Sissy Spacek. she Stasac, does. She does. Right? She does. yeah. Yeah, I a little bit, it. right? And of course, I should have kept the bloody part in there. <laughs> okay, so is that the only stalker situation?
1: Um, yes. Yes. That is that is is my one and only stalker, which is a good thing. I'm and is happy he about that. At bay
0: now, or we don't have to worry about him anymore coming. He's, from
1: Portugal. He is. Um, I think back in Portugal, he still likes to send me love letters. Um, but I think it's a good sign that he's in a different country.
0: Yeah, that's what you think. So,
1: I know. Uh, until never, he saves up enough money, right, to come until back. he gets
0: his way back here yeah. again. Okay, so you also want to act or are
1: acting? No, you know when I first moved to LA. Um, and I was kind of just like trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I did some acting to pay the bills but I quickly realized that all the roles that I booked were to play the part of a musician like anytime I auditioned for something and I life had to be imitating a, art I had to be a singer and I, and this is when I was really just writing songs in my bedroom and like did not know what I wanted to do with my life um, and then I was like wait, wait that it was seems... before she
0: was thinking she would be Dr. Julie Mintz
1: yeah I've had a lot of <laughs> a lot of different so, well, acting—you have no interest in doing any acting I mean, at all. I'd love to play Joni Mitchell in her life story. Wow! Well, let's but put I that, don't that know out know there. If that's ever gonna happen? Why not?
0: They got Carol King's uh, life story out there. That's Beautiful. True. That's uh, been Broadway. It's been in Los Angeles. The past. I think it's gone on the road, that uh, musical. So why couldn't you do yeah. something like that? You want to do it in on a stage or you want to do it on film? On
1: film. I mean, I know that every few years they talk about it. And then they say that Taylor Swift is going to play her. But I don't think Joni Mitchell wants well, You're a little Taylor, Taylor Swift-y. Um, yeah, but you I, yeah. remind me a little bit of her as well. Um, but I get Joni Mitchell a little bit, and she's my ultimate idol. So Is that, that be... because
0: of the way you sing? Do you sing like her?
1: Do you I have think that voice? a little bit, yeah. Um, and I'm influenced by her songwriting, and I think we look a little similar. You do
0: look a little similar, yeah. although I think she has darker hair, right? Okay.
1: But uh, no, when Joni Mitchell was young, she yeah, was blonde. very blonde, yeah.
0: Well, you should get a hold of Joni Mitchell's people.
1: Okay, well, I'll just put it out there, but...
0: And and uh, talk about it. Okay. And definitely put it out there.
1: Okay, so what's next for you? Um, well, the album just came out, so... Are you touring? Um, not yet, but I think that's next. I want lots of people to be able to hear it. And are you so... going to tour
0: with Moby, or are you going to tour by yourself? How are you going to do that?
1: I think I'll tour by myself. Moby is... Pretty much retired from touring. He only plays, um, he's really into animal rights. So he plays charity shows to raise money for that. That's really his life's work now.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So here's what I'm going to tell you. You got to go to Moby. Okay. You got to do a duet with Moby. Okay. All right? Then when you're performing in LA, Moby's got to get on stage with you.
1: He always every, he just came to my album release show and got on stage with me. Okay, he good. always comes and supports, which okay, is great. Okay,
0: good. That's really good. Then you've got to have your publicist Matt Mm-hmm. He has to call the Joni Mitchell people and he's got to get you on the Joni Mitchell plane ride as I call it because you're going to soar if you can do something like that. Okay. Uh, and no, I'm I mean I'm very serious yeah. now that that's something you should really concentrate on if it's something that you want to do because there's no reason you shouldn't. Nobody's done that. I haven't seen a Joni Mitchell uh, no. Have you
1: guys seen anything to do with Joni Mitchell? No. And she had some hit songs. Oh yeah, there's definitely a biopic in the works, I think. Oh, already? I think so. I every few years well, I hear about You can play the it. younger version of her. Yeah. Easily, right? And I I think that she said she didn't want Taylor Swift to play her. That's <gasps> what I heard. Yeah. I know. What? Yes. That's pretty great for you. I know. <laughs> I'm just thinking that's pretty great. I, mean, I don't you. want to slam Taylor Swift because I'm actually really I was so excited that she came out with her political views. Yes, I was very excited. Yes. Yeah, that we was so very awesome. excited to oh. see. And how much it spiked voter registration for young people, yeah.
0: uh, which is so important. It's so a, important. People don't get it yet. It's not who you're voting for. Yes. It's that you're voting. You know, you wait your whole life to be 18 years old. Every kid, oh, I'm going to be 18. I can move out. I can do... Guess what you can also do? Vote. Yes. And very, very important. And I agree with you. Yes. That was really important. Okay, so the month of November is coming up. Yes. Where can we see you? Anywhere? Any appearances that you'll be in November? Anywhere? Not yet. Okay, so that means we've got an open slot, people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to say, you've had a very interesting life. A girl from Corpus Christi, Texas, who probably never in her wildest dreams imagined that you'd be in Los Angeles, in California, in the business, and one of the biggest stars muse.
1: Oh, my gosh. Never. In and my now at the dreams. end
0: of all this, you have an album. You have a pretty good career path going. Tell me your dad is a little bit excited.
1: I think he's a little bit excited. He was here for my album release show. He was drinking a little scotch, oh. and he looked pretty happy. So everybody's on board now yes. with
0: Julie Mintz and the goth music.
1: They they are on board with the gothic Americana sound, and I think they're they're happy. All right. Well, that's fantastic. All right. Tell everybody where they can find you on Instagram, Twitter. Um, Oh, yeah, I love to connect with people on Instagram. I'm just my name on there, Julie Mintz, Julie Mintz on Twitter. And what's the website where they can go to get your music? Uh, You have your own website? I I have my own website. That's juliemintz.com. And um, you can look up my name, Julie Mintz, and the album Abandon All Hope of Fruition. Um, everywhere that music is sold all right i love it and of course you can find me at lisa stanley 30 on the gram
0: and uh, lisa Earth on twitter and honestly i was never into this kind of music before but now i can't wait to hear it and thank you for taking time to come see us
1: thank you for having me